Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hope Solo Speaks. With March Madness starting today, first round wagers have begun for many fans and viewers. March Madness used to be one of my favorite pastimes with my father, so was going to horse races at Emerald Downs. Sports betting was a part of my young adulthood. It was a part of growing up for me, even as a collegiate athlete. But I only bet on horse racing, maybe the Super Bowl, and of course, college basketball. March Madness is one of the busiest and most exciting times of the year for sports bettors. 68 college basketball teams compete for the national championship across three weeks with obviously dramatic upsets. The unpredictable road to the final four is what makes college basketball exciting. And in 2018, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, an act that stopped the legalization of sports betting that was passed in 1992, was deemed unconstitutional by the United States Supreme Court. And by 2021, sports betting became legal. So how has this changed the sports landscape in America? How has the culture of viewing sports changed? How are the networks and leagues adapting to take into consideration the sports better? Well, who better to ask than John Orrand? He has covered all things media for Sports Business Journal, and he spent 12 years reporting on the media industry in the United States and in Europe. He is co-host to Marchand and Orend, a very complete, mind-blowing, and thorough weekly sports media podcast. So please check it out. And please welcome John to the show. John, thank you so much for coming on today. Welcome to Hope Solo Speaks. Hey, thanks for having me, Hope. Thanks for being here. It's an exciting time. I was going over your your podcast episodes and really looking at the material that you you cover, the topics that you cover, and I was pretty fascinated by all of the different topics that you cover. Um, especially, you know, looking into the future of ESPN. Um, I think it's something that we've talked about for probably two decades now, the future of ESPN. So you really tackle that issue. And then uh, the Pac-12 media rights, which is obviously uh, very concerning to anybody who's been in the Pac-12, West Coast football, West Coast sports. So I'm fascinated the fact that you tackle that topic as well. Um, And while I have you, I think it's going to be very difficult to focus in on what we're talking about today, which is sports betting. So I have (laughs) you as the expert to talk to me about sports betting and kind of the history of how it all began, especially in collegiate sports. Um, But before we go there, can you tell us what is the future of ESPN and tell us where we're at with Pac-12 media rights, if you don't mind. You just went through all of my like my story list (laughs) of uh, all the stories that I have to be working on, including regional sports networks that are out there. Um, You know, the the future of ESPN is, you know, if, if you just look at your own house and how you watch entertainment programming, and when was the last time that you went to a cable channel and sat down and and, and watched a, a series for an hour, a half hour, and then waited a full week and then sat down again, waited through the commercials and everything? Everybody I know goes to Netflix, goes to Amazon Prime or Apple TV Plus, and they binge watch, you know, a, a various series. The, uh, the, the one area that's uh, stuck with cable and people have still kept their cable subscriptions is with sports and with uh, live news or any kind of like live entertainment programming. And slowly we're starting to see 
um, Amazon gets Thursday night football uh, and, and uh, Major League Soccer went uh, to, uh, all to a- Apple TV Plus. And we're, we're starting to see more and more of these streamers who have much deeper pockets than these uh, gigantic media companies. I mean, Google, uh, Apple could buy and sell Disney a couple of times uh, over. And so as they start coming in, you know, if you're a league, you have to think about, do I want to go to get more money? So if you're MLS, you had to think about, do I need, want more money from Apple or would I want to take uh, considerably less money and get more pe- more people watching on uh, on regular terrestrial TV? And, you know, as as uh, streaming continues to grow and uh, and as cord cutting and rebundling continues to exist, you know, th- that that decision becomes a lot more tougher. Yeah, I mean, I think it's astonishing the fact that you say Apple can buy over Disney three times over. I mean. I have three-year-olds in the house, so Disney is the only thing on right now. <laughs> and I think they run the world. <laughs> uh, how, how do they watch it? Do they sit down and watch it, watch it on cable? Oh, no, we have the Disney app. Yeah, and then of so course. you're watching it on the Apple iPhone, I bet, right? Or, or uh, iPad, probably. We with stream your it on the TV, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're old school, I hope. I, like yeah, we're, we're, I guess we're old school, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, sports betting, it's been a huge topic over the course of, well, for quite some time, to be quite honest, when you look at the history of where it began um, and how far we've come. So I was hoping that you could really be our expert today to give us kind of the history of of sports betting. Um, So real quickly, and then you can take us from there, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act stopped the legalization of sports betting in much of the United States upon its passing in 1992. And it stayed that way for more than 25 years. Now, can you give us a history after 1992? <laughs> well, you, you just <laughs> described it. I mean, gambling uh, was not only a vice, it was illegal in uh, almost all of the United States, save for uh, Vegas and, and Atlantic City. And so it was a, a pretty easy decision for um, uh, networks and for leagues to keep keep gambling at an arm's length distance, it was something that was they that, that they couldn't actually profit from. from. Um, around the, you know around that time in the, like the mid '90s, going through the, the early 2000s, uh, the networks and leagues discovered that ratings, particularly for football, uh, the NFL, were rising, uh, uh, going through the roof. And one of the reasons that they thought that was happening is the rise in fantasy football, uh, which is, uh, um, um, uh, I mean, there are a million reasons. This isn't the, the only reason, but but they they look at that. And so you would be watching a Monday night game that was that involved maybe the Jaguars against the Titans. You know, you didn't really care about it, but you had a player going. So you're, <laughs> you're going to sit down and you're going to watch it or or you're watching another game and it's a blowout, but you still have the running back. And, and you know, it's it's a tight game. So you uh, part of TV ratings and TV viewership is not about actually tuning in. It's about how long you tune in. And so and so this kept people watching longer and longer. And so that that was a light bulb over uh, some of these people about what um gambling and what betting on games can do in terms of of getting active viewers that are sitting and watching and really watching uh, the the the, uh, the whole thing uh, the whole game and as uh, uh and th- then you had daily fantasy come out uh, and, and that was um I'm skipping ahead decades but daily fantasy came out I think that was probably about uh, uh 10 13 years ago and and um uh, they 
were not gambling. I, I don't know if anybody's uh, watching, but I used air quotes on that. You know, but they <laughs> they, they they skirted the uh, they didn't skirt the law. They they were they they made made itself that they they weren't gambling, and they bought. I don't know if you remember. Uh, they had ads in every time there was a timeout in every sport that was on on television, and again, it was another light bulb moment. I mean, the leagues, the the networks were like, "Wow, here is a huge revenue stream that we can get from from gambling." And so, uh, periodically, as as gambling is getting uh, legalized in state by state across the country. You know the the networks have have decided like they're gonna they're gonna go all in on it. So it's no longer a vice. It's no longer something that you know. Uh, there's always a the the joke about Al Michaels, uh, who's a NBC play by play announcer. You know, talking about the over under, but using euphemisms as he talked about it. Brent Musburger would talk about our friends in the desert, where he would talk about uh, Las Vegas. Now you can actually say, boy, they hit the over, <laughs> or you can talk about like, oh, the Vegas line is whatever it happens to be. And what I found to be surprising is not only um, have the networks decided that this is a great new revenue stream, there's also the, the actual leagues and the teams themselves that are saying like, well, we're not going to leave this great new potential revenue stream just to the networks. Like, so, so the leagues and the teams are trying to get into bed also with the gambling companies and, and figure out how to, how to profit from that as well. So it's, uh, in a relatively short amount of time, it's become really embedded into how people produce and watch sports. Of course, I have a a, a story I tell all the time about my my husband who formerly played in the NFL. Right when uh, the fantasy leagues really took off, so in the early two thousands, like you talked about. And I'll never forget, he told me, he came out the field, I think he had like three touchdowns or two touchdowns, a couple catches, whatever, right? And he came off and he got booed by a lot of the people, by the in the fans surrounding the tunnel, because on their fantasy teams, they needed him to score three touchdowns. <laughs> so he didn't get the job done. And instead of it, the fan being there to witness the Seahawks win and to really, you know, be a fan of the team winning. That's when he recognized that there was a shift and it was more about kind of the fans experience and their predictions and less about the team. And, and it actually broke his heart. And I tell that story all the time because fantasy football, um, fantasy sports betting really changed for some of the athletes and how they feel the fan support is. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I always like to tell that story because it was a strange time in the early 2000s when fantasy leagues and sports betting really came out. So can I ask you a quick question? Of you, of course, were a major goalie for the U.S. team and, and, and for soccer. Did you know the betting lines going in? Were you, were you, were you aware? Uh, not, not, not did you do, do anything to cause them to go one way or another, but you certainly knew about sort of what an over-under was in your games, I would think. No? No, I did not. I mm -hmm. recall um, being on a fantasy team at some tournament, whether it was the Olympics or the world cup. And I was like, what, what is this? What is this shit? I'm just, I'm going to try and not let the team score. And I'm going to try and win a gold medal. Like, <laughs> yeah. but I, I never, I never looked at the odds. I never looked at that. I thought it was weird. I thought it was strange. Again, you're showing my age. I think I'm from a different mentality and a different era. Um, but it, it, it came out and I, I really just cared about winning. That's, that's all I cared about. Mm -hmm. So I never looked, I never looked at the odds or the over and under or what fantasy team I was on. 
Yeah, I wonder if that if that has shifted to where it could because it's so in your face now. It's almost it's almost hard not to know going in. Yeah, well, let's keep going back to the history. Um, the law actually came off the books in 2018 when the U.S. Supreme Court deemed it unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. So, um, state governments were allowed to set their own policies. Is that still how it is? Are there any states that do not allow uh, for sports betting? Yeah, several states do not allow uh, sports betting. I, I I don't I don't have the exact number off the top of my head, but a little bit more than half allow for sports betting, and uh, and and there there have been a couple that have, have just said they they've had the vote. They said no, but it's a close vote. And if you're you know the state of Maryland, where I, you know which is close to, to where I am, that the part part of what they were talking about is why are we sending people over state lines to to you know bet and the tax revenue and like we need that revenue here because so that they've taken yeah. again what historically has been a, a a vice and decided that you know there, there's too much revenue that's attached to that well i found it strange because um some of the la- the biggest states that still don't allow for sports betting would be california florida and texas of all places and you talk about revenue streaming and keeping the money you know in state and then you have this huge state who is fond of football, fond of collegiate football, and they're not they're not making any revenue from it. I, I find that completely bizarre, but it has been passed federally, and states are allowed to make their own decisions on sports betting. Yeah, and what I you fi- just I find described absolutely there, fascinating. What you just described there, Hope, you know, the, the one of the bluest states in the union in California, and one of the reddest states yeah. in the union in Texas. The, the the idea of the legalization of, of sports gambling doesn't really have a political affiliation uh, that that's you know easily to identify. Yeah. All right. So that's the history. So in 2018, states can make their own decisions on sports gambling, or I, I guess I should say sports betting. Gambling is deemed unlawful, illegal. Um, so this is legal gambling, which I guess the word that we need to be using is sports betting, not gambling. Um, but the in fact, part- you know what they say, they, 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 they always get mad at me because I go, it is gambling. So I call it, it is gambling. gambling. Give me like, a break. It's gambling. They're like, it's gaming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so no. They got the gaming? Yeah, yeah. I guess gaming can be described as many things sustaining. Huh? <laughs> uh, so the Supreme Court decision paved the way um, to this entirely different sports landscape. What changes have you seen um, in the way sports is covered? I mean, you mentioned it earlier. You used to see commercials, um, advertisements every few minutes, but how has it really changed the way sports is covered from the media standpoint? So from a media standpoint, it it really, uh, in in the NFL, uh, which is the biggest league, of course, out there, you haven't seen a a ton. Uh, You're you're not seeing the um, announcers talk about betting lines or over-unders or, um, and, and, and you're not seeing on-screen graphics uh, during games. The the pregame shows and the postgame shows are a totally different matter. I mean, you have on Fox when Terry Bradshaw is money, you know, and it's a, a you know, a, again, it's sort of a gambling, you know, they talk about the odds, not, I think the Cowboys are going to win. It's like, I think the Cowboys are going to cover, you know, and, and so they, yeah. they, they there's a totally different way of talking about it. Uh, but if you take a look uh, at the XFL, uh, which uh, just launched a, a couple of weeks ago on um, ESPN and, and ABC. 
and the USFL that's going to launch in uh, next month in April on on Fox and NBC. Um, the way that they have the the way that gambling is a part of those telecasts is um, I, I'm not willing to say that that that's the future. I think that they're testing right now to see what the appetite is for the viewers and for the leagues where you you do have you have the gambling lines that 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 are almost on a ticker under underneath the the score bug. Um, you do have the announcers saying after a touchdown, like they just got the over, you know, and and uh, and they they have more than dived into gambling. They've really embraced. Uh, sports gambling, and they feel that many of their uh, many of their viewers are going to do that as well, and so that's that's an area to look at. And uh, just one other one other area um, uh, is with the NBA. The um, here in DC, uh, the, uh, and I think that they did it in Chicago too. The, these are both regional sports networks that are affiliated with NBC Sports. Uh, uh, there, there was a Wizards game. And you go to the regular NBC Sports Washington channel and you could watch the game just normally. Or you could go to the Overflow channel and it would be a totally betting tailored game about. And and so the people would be talking about who's going to score the next basket or they would be talking about, you know, is Kyle Kuzma going to get 10 points this quarter or, you know, or, or more or less. And. And they they and you could as a fan sort of text in or go online and 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 participate in that. Uh, and so there's a lot of testing going on right now, and nobody really knows how this is going to end up. Uh, end up. Um, nobody really knows how this is going to end up. Period. Yeah. Uh, it, I think one thing that they that they are uh, one thing that I have noticed, and I don't know if this is going to hold is that there are a lot of people that don't want gambling as a part of the telecast and they're conscious of that. And so there is going to be a feed. Like if you just don't want, want any of that, there is going to be a feed uh, almost certainly that's just going to be the traditional game. Uh, whether or not they, they get the announcers to to comply is a totally separate topic. <laughs> no kidding. Huh? Um, well, it seems to have changed the way uh, the game is really communicated to the audience, you know, uh, different vocabulary, like you said, over and under. Um, you said the XFL is is kind of testing the waters, but it seems like the events, whatever event it is, is more interactive for the fan. I was going to ask you if, if you think fans um, really care about sports betting, but obviously there is an audience and a huge fan base that does care about sports betting. And you can see that's why these uh, major organizations, franchises, um, television rights companies are are testing the waters is because there's interest in it. Um, so I was going to ask you, are more for more fans and folks turned off by the constant talk about the lines and the over and the unders, or do they actually tune in because of it? But it sounds like you're saying there's two separate audiences. I think there's two audiences. And I think that the, uh, my personal opinion, and I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have any data to back this up, but I do talk to the uh, TV executives. Most people want to see a normal uh, really? a telecast that isn't inundated with okay. betting odds. However, the people that do want to see that betting on data, they are rabid fans. Well, I don't know if you can call them fans, but they're rabid consumers of of that game. They're going to stick until the end of the game. 
They're going to sit through the commercial breaks because they don't want to miss the game that, that, that they've gambled on. And so, and so th- th- there is that segment there that you really want to tailor to. And if, um, yeah, th- they started, uh, you know, it used to be, uh, here I go sounding like an old guy hope, but it, it used <laughs> to be where you would bet on, okay, I think this team's going to win by this many points, but now they, they, they have all these uh, in-game bets uh, that, that you can make. So I could, I could have bet, like, I think hope soul is going to get five saves this, this half. And, uh, and I, I would be waiting to see if that, if that hits and I, you know, uh, you know, and you can change that bet as you go on. So that segment is, is, is really in there. And, uh, and, and the, the TV networks want to figure out how to make them happy and how, how to keep them uh, satisfied so that they, they continue to bet and tune in. Yeah. Well, so you're in the industry, obviously. Um, you speak to the executives. You kind of have the, the, um, you know, you, you're you're in. You you got the inside scoop on on where things are going to go with the television networks. But how do the athletes? Do you have any idea how the actual athletes feel about it? I don't, and that that, that that's actually one of the things when I knew I was going to talk to you about this, and <laughs> and I, with you and your husband, and you said you don't you don't know, and uh, and, and you're. <laughs> And the story you told about your husband, where it's like it made him sad. I like. Uh, yeah. However, so I think some of these younger athletes. I don't talk to the athletes, so I really don't know. But I would imagine a lot of these younger athletes. This is what they grew up with, so they they're totally conscious about being a fantasy player and and getting you know that 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 extra that extra touchdown or yard or or, or hmm. you know what the point spreads are. Well, I guess we are the last of a dying breed. <laughs> And I'll take great pride in that, <laughs> by uh, the way. Yeah, wear um, that with a like a pin. Exactly. Yes, I will. I will. Um, sports betting has been legal in Europe for quite a long time. Um, you can see the sponsorships, like the sports book sponsorships all over the jerseys. Oh, do you see the coverage in Europe different than what it is now in America? Oh, I I, 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 I think so. Um and I'm, 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 but the, the uh, I, I see everything in Europe uh, with, with gambling uh, being different. I mean, you can go to you know an Arsenal match and, and actually make a bet on that team inside the inside the stadium, um, which is something that here in DC, Ted Leonsis just start, opened a sports book that's attached to um, uh, to, to uh, um, Capital One Arena where the Wizards and Caps and, and, and uh, play, but. Um, uh, as far as the coverage, it, it it isn't as in your face. But again, I think that what we're what we're doing is in, in the United States is we're really testing to see yeah. what yeah, how this all shakes out. I mean, Di- uh, Disney for the longest time has uh, has said that they want nothing to do with mm-hmm. you know uh, other than taking their ad dollars. They want nothing to do with sports uh, gambling or, or sports betting. Uh, the revenue stream has gotten to be so big. That now, like you know, Mickey Mouse is going to be, you know, the, doing a deal. They're, they're at the final stages of, of doing a deal with one of the, you know, uh, sports betting companies uh, that that sort of integrates ESPN with with sports betting a little bit more. So it's, I mean, when you see that happen, you know that that it's it's more than a trend. It's it's sort of like a, 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 a to, to use industry speak, it's a real revenue stream that all of them want to sort of partake in. Yeah, I don't doubt it. What happens then when the first real big gambling scandal uh, hits the United States? I don't know. I'm I'm waiting to see. I I I, I have a I have a fear. It's going to be a a really big story when it happens. 
Uh, but, you know, uh, the Donahue, the referee in the um, uh, Tim Donahue, the uh, NBA referee, you know, that was a big scandal. And this this uh, this train still continued uh, after that. I mean, back in the day, like you had uh, you had, a, you know, I think Boston College scandal and, you know, some some in, in different college sports. I mean, that was that was decades ago um, that, that where, where that happened. So undoubtedly, there's going to be something they, they do have systems where where they can tell if somebody's making some bets that like look funny uh in place but there are ways to get around that i'm sure so i i, I uh, uh well, i don't know what's going to happen he rose obviously still not into the hall of fame because of his betting scandal um for what's NBA. legal now and baseball is is in, in bed with a, a, lot, a lot of those gambling companies and maybe exactly. he will be reinducted into well not reinducted actually inducted into the hall of fame now yeah <laughs> um but there actually, when you look through the history, there's been a number of sports betting scandals. So there was the 1919 World Series. If you go way back, there's the Pete Rose, oh, like you sucks. said, NBA F referee. Um, when you look at the different leagues, uh, NBA commissioner uh, was co- quoted as saying that he believes that sports betting should be brought out of the underground and into the sunlight where it can be monitored and regulated. Um, so he, Adam Silver, was obviously a proponent um, to, to have sports betting, but there were other leagues who still have been hesitant, including the NHL and including the NFL for quite some time. Where do you see these leagues going? Has the NFL kind of changed their tune? Yeah, there's too much money in in, yeah. in there uh, for, for, for them not to do it. And uh, I think one, one thing that, one point that Adam Silver made is that it's happening. And do we want it to happen uh, on on the side streets where people are, you know, with with a dimly lit uh, street corner, or do we want it to happen out in the open where people can? Uh, it will be easier to potentially find some of those match fixing uh, uh, problems that that may uh, may or may not arise. Uh, and so, so um, it's been it's been a slow it's been a slow process, but it, really every single one of these leagues right now there's there's just too much money. In the advertising around it, and and in just you know get, getting a, 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 a different access to fans' wallets. Yeah, well, it seems like legalizing sports betting was inevitable at some point. But thinking back to when I was a collegiate athlete, I mean, it was unfathomable. Um, you just couldn't walk that 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 line. You couldn't. You'd be dismissed from your university if you partaked in any type of gambling. Now, I grew up going to horse races with my father. I knew how to read the book. Um, I took great pride in it. I I would study the horse, study the jockey. I would even look to see if the horse took a dump <laughs> before, <laughs> before he went out to race. I mean, it was something that my father taught me to look at. I mean, they needed to be lighter on their feet. And so you'd want, you'd want to see these things from the horse. And so I was really into gambling, but I really only thought that was associated with horse racing, horse racing and gambling kind of went hand in hand. I think the only other betting I did in my younger years, my young adult years was, uh, maybe for the Super Bowl, um, and then for March Madness, but it, fear was pumped into me as a collegiate athlete that you just stayed away from gambling and betting. Unless you were at the horse races, then everything was fine at that point. 
the, and, and I think that's part of how, how the, this happened was that you know, it mm-hmm. was the, the, it was, you know, Vegas and Atlantic city and, you know, three horse, horse races a year, basically, <laughs> you know, the, the, the majors. And then it was the, you know, the, the March madness brackets. Mm-hmm. And then how many times, how many times did you buy squares for the Super Bowl about what, you know, uh, what, what's the uh, score going to be at the end of the first quarter of the half, the third quarter and the, the end of the game. And th- there are all these different, like, you know, uh, state run lottos almost you know where 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 oh i I, you know i filled out a bracket but that's not gambling you know but i did put in my 20 bucks so you know and and so it just made it a lot easier for when when you said it was inevitable it was inevitable because you had all these different uh um uh, things that you did that sort of knocked down the the um the the walls that, that that were there when you were a collegiate student and so I wonder, it, hope like you, you, you were you were at a big college. You can bet on Division three games too. I mean, and, and, yeah. and we're, we're talk about sunlight. Is there enough sunlight to 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 get down <laughs> in, in those areas? That's a that's where my concern would be. Hmm. So, has sports betting affected the NCAA and collegiate sports differently than professional sports, or are we seeing the same things with commentating and media coverage? And- I, I, it, it hasn't hit uh, a collegiate sports in, in the same sort of way. Um, again, it's it's easier. I brought up the XFL and the USFL. Uh, you know, the USFL is is owned by Fox Sports, so they they're able to test things a, a lot differently. Um, uh, you're you're not going to hear over under talk during March Madness on CBS or or, or on any of the Turner networks. I I think there there still is a. Uh, even though you can bet on these games, even though everybody does a bracket, there there still is a a sense of like you know it, it, it's the college game, and you know let's that that's not a that that's just a step that's going to be that that could be taken eventually, but it, 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 they're they're waiting very carefully in in that area. Well, as of the twenty twenty one slash twenty two school year, the NCAA official uh, manuals expressly still banned participating in sports wagering activities. And that was in 2021, 2022. Mm-hmm. So they expressly banned it. So I think they're a little bit behind maybe the professional leagues. Um, the NCAA maintains that sports wagering has the potential to undermine the integrity of sports and jeopardizes the well-being of student athletes and the intercollegiate athletics community. D- do you think this is true? Does it really jeopardize the well-being of the student athlete? Uh, I, I, I think so. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to call it, I might sound like a little bit of a crude hero, but I, like, I've, I've seen gambling sports, gambling ruin people's lives. Uh, I mean, they, it, it's literally an addiction, uh, that people have and people don't view it as a, uh, uh, just stop gambling. That's all you have to do. It's the same, same as all, oh, just stop drinking. You, you don't have to be an alcoholic. And it's, um, I, I think that there is still, uh, an education that has to happen. Uh, with, with the public. Uh, and um, I think that, uh, I don't know if I would use those words, but I, it's certainly a potential problem uh, that, that that is out there. Yeah. Well, will you be betting for this March Madness or on today's game, in fact? Uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a prude. I don't <laughs> bet. I, and, I, and I'm the worst better. So <laughs> I'd rather keep the money. I did do a couple of brackets, but uh, but uh, beyond that, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy to just Watch the watch the competition and uh, and enjoy. I enjoy the competition. In these brackets, you actually put money in, though, right? 
Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. That is gambling, just, isn't it? <laughs> that's like, record, that's like you on horse gambling. racing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, what do you think is the biggest sports scandal of all time? The biggest sports scandal of all there time. That's a good many, question. Huh? I there didn't prepare for this. I, I, yeah, I, I should have prepared you for that to think about that. Because that might take some time. That is going to take some time. Uh, having to do with gambling, maybe. I will tell you, I, I think, uh, well, of course, I wasn't around in 1919. You brought that up earlier. But, you know, the Black Sox scandal you know, literally happened during a World Series when baseball was the king. Uh, what was the biggest sport? Uh, so it'd be hard not to not to pick that. But in my lifetime, I think I, I, the scandal of, of of Tim Donahue, it was just a, sort of an unthinkable like that, uh, you know, the, the, there's somebody that actually is in, in, in went to prison uh, for, you know, throwing games or calling games in, in, in such a way that, uh, that that was one that really opened my eyes. Uh, whether that's the biggest one, I, I need to think that a little well, bit. Well, that gives me the chills, though, because was he on the Untold series with Netflix? Did they do a specific? I think so. Yeah, yeah. If 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 that was him, I I forget the name of it. It's like something about something about the the referee, right? Um, I, th- I can't remember the name of it. But if it's about him, my husband and I literally we watched almost all of the Untold series, and we said we just we can't do that. Can't watch that one. It will piss me off way too much. To think about an umpire, a referee, um, somebody who's just supposed to be not noticeable, not recognizable, somebody who just calls the game and can change the direction of somebody's path, their hopes, their dreams, their lives, their expectations, everything that they prepared for in life, it would be too heartbreaking for me. I'd be Mm -hmm. too angry and I couldn't watch it. So I would have to tell you that I'd have to agree that that is one of the biggest scandals out there in sports history. Yeah. Uh, uh, your producer said Operation Flagrant Foul was the. Uh, the oh, thank the you, Operation oh, Flagrant Foul. That's and, right. That's and it right. is so thank true, you, Andrew. If you want to throw the game, you're you're not going to go to LeBron James, who makes you know <laughs> tens of millions of dollars a year. You're going to go to a referee that is not even a, a full time employee or, or or something along those lines. Like, was that a foul on Shaq or did did uh or on the defender? You know, like. You could call it either way. It's pretty easy. Yeah. That, yeah. Still can't watch it. Operation uh, Flagrant Foul. That's right. Can't watch it. Upsets me too much to think of the power that you put the trust and your faith into somebody to uh, to call the game. And I, I, I would just get too angry. And you see these things happening. And I've heard of them happening in like fourth division leagues in Greece, you know, or third division leagues in Italy, but to think that that actually happened here in the United States is just, it, it's hard to swallow. And I'm, I'm certain that it's only a matter of time where um, sports betting really does affect the outcome of a game. I hope not, future. but it's, it, uh, it, it scares me. It scares yeah. me. But I think, I think that too is inevitable. Uh, all right, John, I won't take too much more of your time, but I do have to ask you, who do you think will win? this march no the terps of course of right? course that was too <laughs> easy no i have a I, I couldn't i couldn't take a maryland to beat uh alabama so i have them out in the second round oh you do and okay. i think that uh i think houston is gonna go uh, the the final four is in houston and uh i think there's a lot of uh positive energy around that team so i i, I have houston winning it all you have houston winning it all alabama in the final four who's your final four 
uh, Alabama, Houston. I got UConn sneaking in there and okay. uh, Tennessee. Uh, sorry, Terps. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the game today at uh, 12.15 Eastern. And I hope you have a very good rest of your day at around three o'clock. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Hope, congrats on your uh, podcast. It, it, it's great to see that taken off uh, for you. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being on today. Thank you for all your expertise and all the work you do. And you have an awesome podcast as well. And I will be tuning in to the rest of the episodes other than the two I listen to. Hope Solo Speaks is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. SiriusXM Podcasts. <laughs>